Hey there, folks. I am Dave Holmes. Welcome to Troubled Waters, the show that treats popular culture as the most important kind of culture because, well, it's the only thing keeping us alive right now. Now, in the uh, in the before times, in the long ago time of like uh, February, Troubled Waters would pit two teams of comedians against each other in a pop culture battle royale. But now teaming up with someone who's not in your quarantine pod is possibly lethal, definitely unethical. So for now, it is one comic against another. To win this battle, each comic will be called upon to use their smarts, their rhetorical skills, maybe the solid comebacks they've been honing in seclusion to earn <laughs> the coveted Troubled Waters title, Pundit Emeritus. The PE title automatically gives a person's opinion on Ellen's televised apology from the other day. More weight than a civilian's. You are listening to Troubled Waters. And by the way, Ellen, it's not like, the disconnect is not that you said be kind, and you weren't. The disconnect is that you're a sociopath. Let's meet our teams. Our first contestant is a comedian. You can check out her debut album, Chanel Number no. 1, and she stars in the Audible miniseries, Apocalypse Untreated. It's Chanel Ali. Hello, Chanel. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, where are you, Chanel Ali? I am currently in the Pocono Mountains in Pennsylvania. Yeah, you oh. are. Very safe in my boyfriend's parents' basement. But get this, his parents are quarantined in Jamaica. We won! You did it! We're you very all competitive. Did it. We won the quarantine game. Got a house. Didn't have to kill anybody. Look at us. <laughs> Look at you. And how's it treating you? How's, how's that poking a life? Oh, it's been so great. The stores out here are just virtually untouched. We went ATV yeah. riding the other day. The weed is a plethora. I can't complain. Come on. Yeah. That is excellent living. Well yeah. done, Chanel. You win before we even ask a single question. I know. This was fun. Thank you guys so much. Thanks for having me. <laughs> we'll need you to hang around for just a tiny bit longer. Our second contestant hosts the podcast Election Profit Makers and stars in the FXX show Dick Town with friend of the network, John Hodgman, and created Get Your War On, which is one of my favorite things that ever happened in uh, media history. It's David Reese. Hi, everybody. Thank you for having me, Dave. Hello, Chanel. Thank you. Hi. Thank you so much for being here. I have been a fan for ages. Uh, where are you? Los Angeles, California. I think it's the capital. Actually, no, it's not. The, Sacramento is the capital. Sorry. Sacramento is the capital, but spiritually. Moved, moved to the wrong the city once again. <laughs> I always yeah. try to find the capital, and I never wind up living in the capital of the states I moved to. But you do all right. I, I get by. I get by. Uh, how's the air where you are? You know what? It's uh, been much better this week. Last week was yeah, felt uncanny and apocalyptic, but um, yeah, I went for a really pleasant evening walk two nights ago because the air was clear and then and the evening was cool and um, I had my first random sidewalk conversation that I've had since February, I think. Really? You know the type of How the type go? of just random urban interaction that used to happen all the time yeah uh it was nice it was um it was a i correctly identified this person as a vegan who had some <laughs> literature for me uh, uh -huh. which is totally fine i have no beef with vegans 
to coin a phrase. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, just had like a n- nice talk about, you know, she has some Orthodox Jewish friends and um, it's getting to be a source of tension. Their, you know, animal consumption and the ritual use of animals. And she gave me a slip of paper that had a documentary with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it that I should watch. And then she also recommended a speech by a rabbi, I guess, about veganism. And um, it was cr- like my mom, I, could, I was like, I can't believe I'm sitting out here on the street just talking to somebody. This is feels so crazy. <laughs> I mean, we were both wearing masks, you know, but um, right. It was exciting. That's uh, a thrill. And you went deep. Yeah. We did this kind of a brief I conversation. Mean, well, it was like once I once she handed me the slip of paper and once I said to her, don't take this the wrong way, but you give off kind of a vegan vibe. And she said, how did you know I was vegan? This was an older woman. How did you uh-huh. know I was vegan? Like, how on earth did you do that? You, yeah. you, you, you know, you're a mesmer. You're a madman. I said, well, you know, I've, you know, I've had, I've had some vegan friends. I've been vegan in my life. Like, I know the vibe. And once it. we, and then I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna talk to this lady till the wheels fall off. Like, I don't care. Like, I'll go until she starts inching away. <laughs> yeah, I'm so starved for that type of just light, random social interaction. Yeah. You know. I was just Truly. like, fuck it. Yeah, let's talk about factory farms. You're absolutely right. You know, I was just thinking <laughs> about my own pattern of meat consumption since COVID started. I think, you know, with your friends, you just have to be patient. You have to meet people where they are. And you, have you ever heard of the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine? It was like I was on fire. And then I was just like drunk with, with social energy. Then I was walking around and I saw a woman standing on the corner holding a, holding a jack-o'-lantern trick-or-treat bucket. And I said, I was like, I'm on fire right now socially. I'll talk to anybody about anything. So I walked by her and I said, it's a little early for that, don't you think? Mm-hmm. She didn't know what I was talking about. And then she looked down at her jack lantern, burst into laughter. Anyway, so. <laughs> so it was, was just like, her purse? <laughs> I don't know. No, I think it was, yeah. Because she did seem surprised. Like, what are you talking about? A little early for, oh, right. I'm holding a jack lantern. Yeah, like, oh, but that weird. doesn't feel like the kind of thing that you just do accidentally. Like, oh right, there's some uh, Kleenex on the bottom of the sole of my shoe. I don't know what's going on here. Um, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's her purse, or maybe she had never made the connection between jack o' lanterns and Halloween, and she was just like, "What? Don't we all have pumpkin? It's it's the fall. It doesn't everyone use gourds as as handbags right now? I don't know. Anyway, wow, that's the most I've talked in a. You've week. had a week. Yeah, I'm done. I love it. All right, well, folks, we have met our players. Now it is time to see who has the better grasp of what really matters this week, pop culturally speaking. Players, I will give you each a chance to tell me what you think is the most important or tragically overlooked story or person or event of the last week or two in the in the realm of popular culture. Chanel, we will start with you. Oh man, it's got to be like pop culture, like something light and fun and fluffy. I mean, we'd prefer it, but I trust you. <laughs> Well, no, <laughs> um, I, you know, I, I guess I've, I've got to, I've got to talk about Brianna Taylor and say that I'm tired of band-aids on problems. And yeah. I just would love it if when we talk about change, we talk about changing from the top all the way down to the bottom. And that's the thing that I feel like we're not talking about enough. We're not talking about change from the top to the bottom because the systems in place that give people power to do wrong or to abuse it are still in place. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, 
That's what's most it's important. a comedy game show, but what the fuck? Why not? You're absolutely right. That's Top to bottom change. It gets to one of these it gets to one of these points where laughing is all I can do. <laughs> yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. I uh I, you know, honestly, I truly, you know, I believe that the president of the United States is truly one of the dumbest human beings who has ever lived. Wait, and I hate what? Him, and I hope you can't be he, serious. I I do. I do. I feel this very, very deeply. Um, I want him to get flushed down a giant novelty toilet, never to be heard from again. However, uh, when he talked uh, yesterday about the ballots and he said, we've been complaining very strongly. I, you know, honestly, my heart did grow a little bit. Complaining very strongly is just a magnet is such. Yeah, it's it's poetry. That is a growth of measurement. That's a unit. Very strongly complaining yes. together. That's significant. It is. It's time. real. Top to bottom change, says Chanel. Uh, how about you, David Reese? The pop culture thing is this, man, my friends recommended this show to me, this French show called The Bureau. Have you guys ever mm. heard of this show? No. Okay. Please, please start everything. watching this TV show. This is one of those European TV shows that comes over to America, and every so often somebody says, why isn't anybody watching this show? This show is incredible. And you think, all right, great, another show I got to watch. I'll um, and then some friends of mine <clears throat> said, you really, really should watch this TV show. You need something to take your mind off the world. Watch this show about French intelligence agents traveling all over the world and infiltrating terror cells. I mean, I guess so. It's not totally escapist because it is kind of about what the world is about. But um, yeah, it's pre coronavirus, obviously. And I'm not this is like not a great thing to admit, but I guess it was. It was either watching this TV show or just staying on Twitter all weekend. I think I watched 13, <laughs> 13 episodes in one weekend. Wow. Uh, this show is, have you ever seen that show called The Wire? It was on HBO sure. about <laughs> Baltimore. Uh-huh. Uh, this is like that type of experience where you need a flow chart. You need a, and also they're all French. So they all you know, it's hard to tell them apart when you start the show because, like, there's more than one female character with a short haircut, and that's always mind-blowing. Yeah. Like, I, there's only supposed to be one. Like, how can there be two, you know? Um, but I, rec- I recommend it. For pop culture, I recommend it. This is, like, m- very, very middle, middle-brow pop culture, though. This is not, like, super light. This isn't, like, The Masked Singer. This is, like, has subtitles, okay. bro. It has subtitles. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's on Netflix? No, it's, um, here's what I did. I ordered the first season on iTunes and then I was like, wow, that really added up to be a lot of money. So then I was going to say, you are rich. I'm not those. I'm not. I was like, this is why this is unsustainable. So then I realized that it was on the Sundance channel. So the reason, one of the reasons I'm tearing through it five episodes a night is because in seven days I want to cancel the Sundance channel before I'm billed having consumed go. all of the the bureau so you know it's there like that go. it's like hopping on a moving box go. car and then hopping off before you hit the next town or whatever where it's they exactly take your money is. for riding a box car you know how it is i do i do so we got top to bottom systemic change <laughs> versus the bureau on the sundance channel 30 day free trial <laughs> Not Listen, even 30 days. Y'all. I think it's seven. I think it's seven days. Like the clock. Is, I really should be watching it right now rather than talking to you folks. Like I should have it on in the background. What are you doing? I yeah, only have five timer. days left. I only have five days left. Take and I have like a season and a half to get through. 
God damn. And you've really you've got to be on it with canceling after the subscription. And I, I don't say this have a somebody- lot of I don't have a huge margin of error right now financially where it's <laughs> yeah. like, did I cancel shutter.com, the free yeah. horror movie? Like did I cancel that one week trial? Because if that shows up on next month's bill, like there's gonna be issues. So I'm yeah. like, yeah, this is like um yeah. this is like Frogger hopping from log to log before it sinks. Yeah. I uh I just I paid twenty seven dollars to title for the hi fi membership that I listen Whoa. to through AirPods that have gone through the washing machine. So that was wow. done. I didn't I didn't right. cancel that shit in time. <laughs> Learn from my mistakes, America <laughs> and the world. All right, let's get into it. Uh, we're going to start the show and own your buzzing words, I guess, are top to bottom systemic change and the bureau on the Sundance channel, seven day free trial. So just keep those at the ready. Rolls off the tongue. Uh, Yeah. Perfect. Um, so we're going to start with a little game called whale of Cthulhu. Jesus Lord. Right off the bat with some science fiction directly up my alley. HBO's Lovecraft country which uses the genre of dark fantasy that H.P. Lovecraft was famous for as a method to explore the deep-seated racism of American culture, including the terrible bigotry of Lovecraft himself. Um, We are celebrating the show with this round, not H.P. Lovecraft himself. Uh, With his works in the pop culture zeitgeist again, we thought it was a good time to take a look at some of the strangely named monsters and old gods that exist within his mythos. So for this round, I'm going to give you a list of names. You're going to tell us if it is a monster from Lovecraft's Cthulhu mythos or uh, the name of a Welsh town or village. Keep those <laughs> quick buzz-in words at the ready. Here we go. Shoggoth. Bureau. Buzz-in. Yes. Did I do that correctly? <laughs> yes, you did. Uh, I think Shoggoth is a Lovecraft creature. You're absolutely correct. It was featured in Mountains of Madness, also right. in the yeah. first episode of Lovecraft Country. Okay. Krikieth. Top to bottom. Yes. All right. I, As you know, Welsh culture is like really ingrained in my spirit, so I'm going to say mm-hmm. that that's what this comes from. Well, Chanel. Chanel, you got it. You got it right on the head. It's a seaside resort town. It's a popular family destination. Uh, Pulhili. Pulhili. Uh, oh, by a nose, Chanel Ali. Uh, just because you said it twice, I'm going to say Lovecraft. <laughs> Unfortunately, is we are it now Welsh? Seeing the, the, the depth of your Welsh, Welsh knowledge. It's a Welsh market, town, and community. Okay. Uh, Here we go. Yigolonic. Wait, are we allowed to ask how they're spelled? Yeah, sure. This is Y apostrophe G-O-L-O-N-A-C. Apostrophe, it feels like it should be a giveaway, but it really isn't. It's both of them. <laughs> right. I mean, this is a great... There. I mean, if you're going to pick any country's towns to go up against Lovecraft monster names, it's going to be hard to do better than Wales. Yeah. All right. I'm going to say I'm going to say Lovecraft, but I'm not confident about it. Well, it is Lovecraft. Oh, it terrific. Is a, uh, yeah. Yigolonic is uh, a god of evil and sadism who seeks out followers who read his literature. So, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> uh, the, the the most sincere by bitch that I've ever said, I am saying to Ben Shapiro right now. Uh, number five. Azatoth. Azatoth. Bureau. Definitely. Yes. I think it's definitely Lovecraft because it ends in O-T-H, it, and I feel like that's his dismount. Oh, 
You've done the work. Uh, correct, is Lovecraft. It is a sentient singularity that sleeps at the center of the universe, kept asleep by powerful deities, because if it wakes, the universe will end. So keep that keep that name in your head. You're gonna you're Pretty gonna be chill. hearing from Azatoth yeah. right. sometime before this year is up. Uh, number six, my stag. At the bottom. <laughs> yes, Chanel Ali. I mean, obviously, a town called Mystag sounds luxurious and freeing. So I'm going to say, yeah, also, if you, if you can't tell, I haven't seen Lovecraft. But yeah, I'm going to say uh, a Welsh town. Guess what? You're right. It was a mining community. Then it was an automotive plant town. Now it's basically a commuter village. That wow. is very relaxing. Number seven, Ch'urg. Wait, Ch-urg. say that one again. Yeah, say it again. Ch'urg. One, One last time? time for us. Chirg. How do you spell yeah. it? C H I R K. No <laughs> apostrophe. C H I R K. And how are you pronouncing it? The way you were saying it, that's like what you just spelled. Oh, Chirg. Yeah. Chirg. Uh, okay. Top to bottom. Chirg. Yes. Oh, I'm going to say Lovecraft. Oh, that's... unfortunately, it's Welsh. Wow. It's a town with a, uh, a flourishing tourism industry. Most years. How dare they? Uh, it's got a, a medieval castle that people like to go and see. Okay, here we go. Here we go. The castle of Churg. 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 Uh, Kasogitha. Bureau, bureau, bureau. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I hear an O-T-H in there, so I'm going to guess Lovecraft. You are good. You are good. And you're doing the who wants to be a millionaire thing of explaining your answer. Am I not supposed to? I'm sorry. Both I'm not, oh, okay. No, you both. No, you're both doing it, and I love it. This you're is what just, we need like answer the question <laughs> and keep your silence. No, 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 no. I love it. I I like I I like it when you show your work. All right. Uh, that was Lovecraft uh, from another author working in the mythos, Joseph Pulver Senior. Kasagatha is Cthulhu's sister and lover. Uh, usually described <laughs> as a big old pile of tentacles. Those guys kiss and cuddle and stuff. Those creatures. Yeah, those a monsters, big old pile. Even Oh. Yeah. You ever hear of such a thing? Gross. Slimy. Disgusting. You're telling me Cthulhu, no. Cthulhu made out with its own sister? Yes. Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah. The Yuck. mine of H.P. Lovecraft. Filth. Filth. Okay. Uh, okay, here we go. Number nine is Rose... Cl- Rose Clannagog. No. <laughs> Not a word. Not, you just reject it. You're just not going to engage. The answer is no. Uh, top to bottom. <laughs> yes. Yeah, say it one more time just for the kids in I'd the back. To. I'd love to. I'd love to. Wow. I'm wow, you sound really Welsh, drunk when you say that's that. That's a Welsh town, and they have, they have great beer and goats. Guess what? Chanel, yes. It's a village renowned for its rich musical culture, and... From having a unique Welsh dialect that is incomprehensible to outsiders, we actually do have a clip of someone saying the name of that town, which I would oh, love awesome. to play for you at this time, just so you can marvel at my accuracy. I cannot wait. One more time. Okay. It's pretty good. That's awesome. It's pretty That's good. a cry for help if I ever heard it. I. <laughs> it's exactly right. Worried it's a about long, I think Welsh. Welsh is one of the wildest sounding languages and also Turkish Turkish the Turkish and I've been thinking about Turkish because there's on the bureau the show that I keep telling everyone to watch they go to Turkey on missions and there is a lot of there's people speaking in Turkish and there's Kurds and stuff and so it's very much 
you know, all about that part of the world. And the Turkish language is so, so wild. It's like one of those languages that seems to have very little um, connection to any other human language. So yeah. it does just sound like that kind of weird, just like, are mm, sounds supposed to work that way? It's, I love it. It's so cool. And Welsh kind of gives me that same feeling. Yeah. I've never been. I feel like I would immediately get lost. Tenth uh, and finally, Yogsatoth. Ooh, Chanel got in. Oh, man. Just by a hair. I'm going to use his logic against Wait, him because uh, I heard uh, an OTH in there. And yep, I'm going to say that it's see? a Lovecraft monster thingy. Chanel Ali, you're correct. It's an wow. incomprehensible being that exists outside of material reality and knows absolutely everything about everything. Ooh, like my grandma. That's uh, right. You off. are part of the Lovecraft mythos. You didn't even know. <laughs> uh, that was round one. Let us recap our scores at this time. It's a tie. Top to bottom, systemic change in American government and policing and the Bureau on the Sundance Channel being watched <laughs> on a seven-day trial. Exactly even right now. Tied up. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Round two is around we are calling you, 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 Autumn No. That's right. That's <laughs> exactly what the world's been waiting for. It's an Alanis Morissette and Autumn mashup. I'm going to ask you a series of questions. Some are trivia questions based around the third season, um, also known as Winter's Pal, the fall. Some of them are questions asked by Alanis Morissette in the lyrics of her song. So you got to buzz in, answer the question, if the question is from uh, an Alanis Morissette song, you got to answer it. Then tell me what song it's from. But you got to tell me the answer first, okay? Oh, man. Because these are Wait, so far good. unanswerable or unanswered questions, and we want to get to the goddamn bottom of it. Okay, number one. On how many of the seven continents are pumpkins grown? Oh. Top to bottom, because I like to just start guessing. Uh, yep. I'm going to say four because numbers sound good. And <laughs> I don't know the name of the song. <laughs> well, it's not. A, it, that is actually, weirdly enough, she has never asked that question in song. As far I, as I, didn't I know. It. I didn't trust it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was just a question question. <laughs> Unfortunately, you were not correct. It is six. The only Wait, continent what? that no does not way. grow pumpkins is Antarctica. Now that really? sounds crazy and logical at the same time. I know. I know. They grow pumpkins in Africa? Yes. Sure. I guess it's like a gourd. Yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> um, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Number two, is she perverted like me? Would she go down on you in a theater? Top to bottom. Oh, Chanel. Chanel. Oh, I'm almost positive this is you ought to know. And, uh, you know, yeah, she is perverted like me. Uh, she is. Yes. She's nasty. Yes, she is. Yeah, that's why he's that's, like, that's, how, that's why he keeps yeah. hitting her up. It's right. a hard reality to face. It's difficult, but that's the that's the game. That's how she wooed him away. Mm -hmm. Of course she's perverted. Yeah. We'd go down on. Why are you even asking, Alanis? Wait, can right. I ask a question about that song? Yes. In that song, is Alanis Morissette the person who has lost the boyfriend or the person who has stolen the boyfriend? I think she has lost the boyfriend. That was always my understanding. Okay. So Chanel, she's when she, 
I mean, the boyfriend might not be real. Let's just be honest. Wait, so what? It's all artistic and creative, and we can't trust her. From you what think I she would have lied in a song? You think Alanis Morissette would write a song about a boyfriend without having an actual boyfriend? That's a Maybe it wasn't crime. even about a boyfriend. Maybe it was about, like, a dog or, you know, like, it could be anything is what I'm saying. I'm saying yeah. no rules. She isn't following the heart rules. heart breaks in all sorts of surprising ways. Um, do you guys, by the way, know the rumor about who that song's about? No, this is what uh, I'm remember. saying. I don't know. I don't even a know. rock star? Oh, let's Chanel. guess. I love you guessing You are going to. Okay, you can, you can both. You know what? Here, yeah. Question number three is guess. Okay. We'll give you some points for this. If, let's if you do get yes, it right no. or if you. Chanel, let's do yes, no questions only and work together, okay? Okay, all right. Oh. Alternating yes, no questions. Well, first first of all, before before we go any further, let me, let's just see if either of you know, like just, let's see if either of you can guess it because I'm curious Gibson. as to who's there. Pardon me. I said Mel Gibson because I don't, I also don't trust him. So I, I start there. True. Okay. You're asking which guy the song is about, right? Not which other yes. woman the song is about, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The guy, Got the guy, it. the boyfriend. Okay. Uh, Trent Reznor. No. Okay. Okay. So now we can start the 20 questions. And okay. by the way, this episode is going to be seven hours long. Yeah. I like it. If that's how long it takes to guess this guy, then that's how long it takes. This is guessing I'm gonna keep games. My hands up, I don't want you thinking that I'm Googling. Uh-huh. I oh, like right. that. Hands, hands in the, where you I can trust see you. Okay. <laughs> well, is he, was, is he very, very popular? No. Is he perverted like me? Sounds like it. Okay. And I will say he himself is not popular, but he was on a show that was wildly and... Whoa. And for me, um, inexplicably popular so this person is has come back an actor yes all right i want you to be really honest about this question is the guy chubby (laughs) um babe hmm, judges be honest i don't think so i don't think so no no not particularly no all right okay so let's remember that i think alanis morissette is canadian is this actor american he is canadian he's canadian a fellow canadian is, yes. Does he have dark hair? Darkish. Does he yeah. wear glasses? Brown. No. Oh, it's um. He just won an Emmy for Shit's Creek. It's what's his name from SCTV. Oh, he sure did not. No. 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 Oh. Although, didn't he uh, win an Emmy? We should start the rumor right now that it is about Eugene Levy. It is Eugene Levy. Eugene, Levy. Eugene Levy. Is it Eugene Levy? When I asked about the glasses, that's all I was asking. That <laughs> oh. is all I was asking. Is it? Was it? Because she's weird. Rick she Moranis. Weird. It's Rick Moranis. She had an affair it's with Rick. Rick Mar- no. Ew! No. My heart no. just started racing. <laughs> no, not Rick Moranis. Um, I will tell you one of his trademarks is, I think, a Donald Duck impression. It's Nardwar. <laughs> Wait, what? Is it Nardwar? I don't know who that is. Oh, Nardwar is a. A journalist from Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, and he has a no. high squeaky voice, and he interviews p- musicians. No, uh-uh. okay, no, not him. No. Oh my God, that would be so incredible! Wow. Show from the '90s has been rebooted. The reboot is is a. Um, is it Full is House? It... Yes. It's the dad, <sighs> fr- the uncle. It's it's it's, it's Dave Colum. It's Dave Keel Colum. It's Dave Colum. Dave Coulier. Dave wow. Coulier, exactly, yes. exactly. I I had heard that it's wow. Dave Coulier from Fold House. Yep, and he is chubby. You wow. s- that, he I think he is chubby. I would not classify him as chubby. 
out of the Sorry, three dads compared to uh yeah he's the he's well, the i mean everybody is the... in worse shape than john stamos yes yeah um, i don't know man i kind of feel like you let us down a i kind of feel like when well, she we said got here. chanel well, we said got be here. honest is he chubby i think I you should have said at him too. relative yes. to the stand the context in which he was operating you could say he was chubby that's all right. I would have, I would, I would go so far as doughy, but that's, but that's it. Doughy, okay. It's my final fair. offer. Right, yeah. All right. Question final. number three. <laughs> Question number three. What date was the fall equinox this year? Bureau, isn't it? Yes. Isn't it the same every year? Isn't it September 21st, no matter what? No. Uh, I feel like it was recently. I'm going to say September 20th. Well... David was closer. It was September 22nd. So we'll give him a point for that. Why is this um, a Question number four. Maybe that has something to do with it? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Do I get a point for a last boyfriend fake question thing? Or is that. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you do. You get a couple points for that one. Do I get 10 points for a fantasy world in which Nardwar and Alanis Morissette are in a relationship which rivals the hell yeah. in my book, Lovecraft yeah. ever came up with Cthulhu dating his own in sister? In my book, like, you got points for it. Yeah, but imagine yeah. if Alanis and, Mar- and Nardwar hooked up, how epic that would be for Canada. Okay. Yeah. It could have happened. Could have happened. I mean, they're both in the it's Canadian music scene. That song is about allegedly Dave Coulier. Okay, question number four. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? <laughs> Bureau, yes. Uh, it is ironic. And what's the song? It's Alanis Morissette, and it's called Ironic. That is correct. Two points. <gasps> I, got really ner- I got really nervous yes. there when I was right up to the edge of the answer. Like, wait a minute, what is the song called? Because it sounds too easy, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's called uh, A Case number Study five. in Irony. <laughs> Case number five. Uh, question number five. Lord have mercy. Uh, true or false, people born in the autumn months are more likely to live longer. I'm going to top to bottom and say uh, true. Chanel, you're absolutely right. Studies have shown that babies born during the autumn months are more likely to live to 100. Um, question number six. Did you think about your bills, your ex, your deadlines, or when you think you're going to die? <laughs> Bureau, yes, constantly. Next question. <laughs> yes. What's the song? Oh, uh, I don't know. I I don't really know that many Alanis Morissette songs. Yeah. Uh, All I really want. Okay. From Jacket Little Bill. Um, number seven. The last time the fall equinox fell on the twenty fourth of September was nineteen thirty one. When will it next land on the twenty fourth of September? You can both answer. And the closest one will win. Even if you overbid. 24th of September? Yes. Um, 2023. 2023? Yeah. That is your answer? I'm going to say 2147. The correct answer is 2303. So, David Reese. Wow. Wow. What's what's going on with that? That's... Some pretty intense calendar stuff. A hundred percent barking up the wrong tree. What's going on with that? Is this not a calendar podcast? I thought this was a podcast about calendars. (laughs) Weirdly enough, no, it is not. Um, And finally, question number eight: Are you still mad? (laughs) The the bureau chiming. Yes. No. (laughs) No, I'm not. 
You breathe through it? Yeah. Okay. Um, do you know the song? Is it? Uh, I think this is my favorite song by her. You laugh, you learn, you live, you learn, you go, you go up, you learn. Wow. Do you know that song by her? No, it is not. It's actually from oh. a song called Are You Still Mad, which I've never heard before. Can we play oh. a clip? Are you still mad I kicked you out of a bed? Are you still I'm mad still I mad. killed you? What did she say? What? It sounds like that. Can we hear that again? Are you still mad I kicked you out of a bed? Okay. okay. Thank you? God she only kicked yeah. this person. Thought there but she wears knives on her boots, so it is serious. Oh, mm-hmm. a kick is a death yeah. sentence. Yeah, it's serious. Um... That song was about TV's Jenny Lee Harrison of uh, Three's Company. Now, come on now. Now, Seriously? come on no. now. Yeah. We can't no. trust anything on this show. Mm-hmm. Repla- second replacement Suzanne Summers is who that song is about. At the end of that <laughs> round, let's recap those scores. Wow. Um, the Bureau has nine points. Top to Oof. bottom systemic change Oof. in American government and policing, unfortunately, is oh, behind by two points. I feel so much pressure to win. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we all do. We're going to take a little break. We'll be right back with more Troubled Waters. Hello there, ghouls and gals. It is I, April Wolf. I'm here to take you through the twisty, scary, heart-pounding world of genre cinema on the exhilarating program known as Switchblade Sisters. The concept is simple. I invite a female filmmaker on each week and we discuss their favorite genre film. Listen in closely to hear past guests like the Babadook director, Jennifer Kent, Winter's Bone director, Deborah Granick, and so many others every Thursday on MaximumFun.org. Tune in if you dare. <laughs> it's actually a very thought-provoking show that deeply explores the craft and philosophy behind the filmmaking process while also examining film through the lens of the female gaze. So, like, you should listen. Switchblade Sisters. Video games. Video games. Video games. You like them? Maybe you wish you had more time for them. Maybe you want to know the best ones to play. Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies. <laughs> In that case, you should check out Triple Click. It's a brand new podcast about video games. A podcast about video games? But I don't have time for that. Sure you do. Once a week, Kickback as three video game experts give you everything from critical takes on the hottest new releases to scoops, interviews, and explanations about how video games work to fascinating and sometimes weird stories about the games we love. Triple Click is hosted by me, Kirk Hamilton. Me, Jason Shire. And me, Maddie Myers. You can find Triple Click wherever you get your podcasts and listen at MaximumFun.org. Bye! Hey, welcome back to Troubled Waters. I am your host, Dave Holmes. With us are Chanel Ali and David Reese. Our next round is called 40 Years Film. Now, this might come as a shock to people who've never seen a want-to-feel-old tweet referencing how long a certain long ago a certain movie came out. Um, but by the end of this year, every film released in 1980 will have turned 40 years old. I don't like it. Um, we've already celebrated uh, a few of uh, the films of 1980 on the show, The Empire Strikes Back, 9 to 5. Right now, we're just going to dive right into a series of trivia questions from the year that sits on the precipice of the dark and gritty director's era of the 1970s and the slob comedies of the 1980s. We're going to go back and forth on this one. Uh, you will have an opportunity to steal points if your opponent is not able to get 
the answer correct. Uh, because we're talking about 40-year-old movies and uh, Chanel Ali, you are as young as spring. Um, if you are Baby. wrong, but you make me laugh, might just give you a point anyway. Nice. Um, okay. First question, however, is for David Reese. Uh, we're going to start off with a fairly easy one. David, can you finish this quote? Can you fly this plane and land it? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley, for that is not my given name. Uh, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah, I pun- you did I punched say the it part up. that ended up on the cutting room floor, but yes. Right. That is, of course, Leslie Nielsen in Airplane, released on July 2nd, 1980, running on cable as we speak. Uh, I was not allowed to see it because there were breasts. I'm sure. I'm, yeah. I have never seen that movie all the way through. Through, and I'm sure it's just like your situation where it was like, no, this is for grownups. And then it just became this forbidden thing. And I would never allow myself the emotional release of finally accessing the forbidden. So I think I think I've still never seen Airplane, the filthiest, dirtiest movie ever made. <laughs> because it still doesn't feel right. It just still know, doesn't right. feel right. Oh, Not to bring it back a- to Three's Company, but that's how I feel when I watch Three's Company. I was not oh, Three's Company to watch is that show like, either. yeah, Too perverted. Filthy. That show is amazing. Deeply perverted. Uh, Question number two is for Chanel. We're going to give you a quote to finish. Let's hear it. I am not an animal. I am not an animal. Mm. Uh, Chanel, that's a tough one. I'm not going to lie. I think after that he says, what do you think? I'm crazy or something like that. I like yours so much better. It, uh, the, the next line was, I am a human being. Yeah. It's from David Lynch's The Elephant Man. Nice. on January 1st, yeah. 1980. Wow. By the way, Chanel, this is how we resist systemic change in America. I never we put it knew, just out of reach. I never knew how it, it was done, but now I see. <laughs> this is how we do it. This is how we do it. I see ya. Uh, question number three. Uh, David, this is for you. We are headed to the Overlook Hotel from The Shining, released on May 23rd, 1980. Um, David, how long has Jack Torrance been the caretaker of the Overlook Hotel? If memory serves, I thought that was his first year on the job. This was his first time being the caretaker of the Overlook Hotel. Oh, wait a minute. Damn it. It's the, and then it's the thing where he's in the photograph, so he's been doing it for 100 years. I don't know. I have. I. I don't know. Chanel, you want to take a swing? Oh, man, I feel the same reasoning there. I was like, he just got there. He was just learning the, the ropes. And then they did know him at the bar. The bartender knew him. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say tricky uh, stuff. Yeah, tricky I'm gonna stuff. 100 years, I guess. <laughs> I'm going to say a thousand say- years. <laughs> OK, well, let's let's find out. I'm sorry to differ with you, sir. But you are the caretaker. You've always been the caretaker. The answer is always. 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 Got it. Those sneaky pretenders, um, they always try to trick you into property management. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to get me. Not this time. Not this time, Chanel. Uh, number four is for you, Chanel. Um, also released in May of 1980 was Fame, about New York's High School of the Performing Arts. Um, uh, Chanel, according to the song... How long is fame going to live? Forever. That's right. Fame is one of my favorite movies because in the in the movie, the one character that couldn't figure out where they belonged was the comedian. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes. It's great. It's it's great. It's so weird. In that movie? Did they have like stand-up comedy classes at that they high did, school? They didn't, but he did acting, he did dancing, and they kept kicking him out saying, you're not right. And then he just started oh. going to the clubs. And then they kind of just helped him in the school with, you know, just getting prepared to go to the clubs. But yeah, great movie. <laughs> great movie. Uh, question number five is for David Reese. Now we're going to shift to uh, uh, some, well, a couple of cult films based on old comic strips that both utilize music. David, your question is from Flash Gordon. Let's just flip oh. of his beautiful theme song. Here we go. Okay. Just a man with a blank courage. David, what kind of courage does a man like Flash have? Oh, man. This was some of the first pop rock music I ever heard because my friend Nathaniel had the Flash Gordon soundtrack, and we were both good Episcopalian kids, so rock music always had this little element of danger and the forbidden to it. Yeah. And we would put blankets on around our necks like capes and use brooms to be our guitars, and we would dance around his living room to the Queen Flash soundtrack, and we just thought we were like the coolest looking kids of all time. So he says, "I'm just a man." I don't know. It's been too. It's been too long. I'm sorry. I I can quote so many moments from that soundtrack, having not heard it in probably literally 38 years. Like, forget it, Ming. Dale's no. with me. Or the Ugh. creepy music that's playing when they're trying to wipe the scientist's mind. Or mm. when Ming the Merciless's girlfriend or whatever is like, what is that strange water coming from their eyes? And Ming the Merciless says, it's called tears. It's, called it's tears. a sign of their, a weakness. Sign of their weakness. It's like so yes. intense. It's so crazy and intense. I think that's his daughter intense. who asked that. Oh, is that what it is? I think, it, yeah. I think so. It's someone who's unfamiliar with the ways and weaknesses of the human race. Um, and the and the flight the flight of the Hawkman or whatever that that inter- <laughs> instrumental jam is called and then Woo! the music when Flash Gordon is using the space egg as a football because he was a quarterback for a football team or something it's so <clears throat> bonkers I can't believe they got Queen to to do the soundtrack <laughs> to that insane movie uh, what's your answer what kind of courage does he have Uh he's got uh, Cthulhu courage. I don't know. Oh, I'm I can't remember the lyric. Not going to be able to give you a point for that one. Chanel. Football courage. <laughs> is it is it liquid? No. <laughs> he probably enjoyed a good pop or two, but no. He's just a man with a man's courage. Oh right, of course. Well, yeah. damn it. <laughs> it's a yeah. one of the. It's a tautology. It's one of Queen's most tautological lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, I did not realize until yesterday that Sam Jones um, did a Playgirl spread. Uh, a couple years before Flash Gordon. Is that who plays Flash Gordon? That is who plays yeah. Flash Gordon, yeah. yeah good looking guy. My man is packing. Uh, number six <laughs> is for Chanel. We're going to take you back to the 1980 Robert Altman adaptation of Popeye. I won tickets to a screening of Popeye and a roller skating contest when I was nine years old. And then I went and saw the movie and it was absolutely terrifying. Um, it starred Robin Williams and Shelley Duvall. Uh, the musical places the uh, famous sailor in a nebulous oceanside town in a time period that might be apocalyptic. It might be the Great Depression. We don't know. Let's hear a clip from the song Everything is Food. 
gladly pay you Tuesday for a today. He would gladly pay you Tuesday for a today. Now this is from the, the cartoon as well, Chanel. Oh, man. What will Wimpy gladly pay you Tuesday for? I feel like it Give was a, today. a clam or like a... <laughs> a clam? Some type of, like, seafood. Because uh, it wasn't Popeye that was singing, right? That was some other guy? No, that was Wimpy. That was Wimpy. I don't remember what he ate or what he really liked. I don't Literally, remember. this guy had one characteristic. It was, he had right, one this was thing. his personality, was that he was... Literally, was his whole right. thing. I don't remember. Gladly pay you Tuesday for a mm-mm-mm today. It was three notes. So cla- of, am would be a, would be tricky. A can of something? Hmm. Can of soup today. A can of clams? <laughs> or a can <laughs> of clams today. He was, uh, no. he was wild. He liked canned clams. <laughs> he really wasn't that wild. He was actually extremely predictable. Uh, a loaf of David bread? Reese. It's a hand food. Loaf of bread? No. No. But bread is involved. <laughs> a ham sandwich. Getting closer, getting structurally, that you is very close to what scorching, we're... blistering. Ham and cheese. No. Oh! Why are you guys getting so mad? This is you have the first syllable. You have the first syllable. You have the first syllable. You're so close. You're so close. Just this is like the bureau when they're about to crack a. Okay, everybody, just focus. Just focus. Get in the zone. You have the the first syllable is correct. Yes. You have the first syllable. Ham. Sandwich. No! <laughs> it's not, the, the first syllable is right, but it has nothing to do with ham. Whoa. Yeah. Heavy stuff. You guys are getting crazy. Yeah. This is like a puzzle. It's ham, but not ham. Hamburger. Yes. 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 Is this a hamburger? That's it's it. hamburger. This guy's sick, man. He's begging. Yes, for he's him. sick. He's awesome. That's what we've been trying to tell you, Chanel. Oh man, he has a sickness. I'm gonna go back and watch this Popeye movie and learn so much. Don't, no, don't. Oh, don't. Read the comic don't strip, bother. but don't, don't watch <laughs> yeah. them. The movie watch is the cartoon. Not you're so in and nice. out in three minutes. He eats some spinach. He punches somebody. Wimpy wow. wants to have a hamburger. Hamburger. You've literally got it all. Don't, don't. Um, you need to lay away a hamburger. You shouldn't have it. <laughs> Just as a rule of They're thumb. very inexpensive, especially now. No it's like me with the Sundance channel. <laughs> I will gladly pay you Tuesday for the Sundance channel today. Yes. <laughs> Cancel it on and Monday And that shit night. ain't cheap either, Sundance channel. They'll charge you 15 bucks a month for that shit. It's like a, it's as much as a really fancy hamburger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one of those really good ones with like uh, an aioli on it. Yeah, right. Um, number seven is for you, David Reese. Um, we're closing out with a pair of comedy films that ushered in uh, a comedy movie era and a lot of cocaine. Um, David, we will have you finish this quote from the film Caddyshack. Oh, this is the worst looking hat I ever saw. Well, you buy a hat like this, I'll bet you get a free. What do you get for free if you buy a hat like that, according to Rodney Dangerfield? Wow. I mean, given the era, I can only guess the answer is blowjob. Oh, it just boy, feels like yeah. that's I don't think I've ever seen Caddyshack all the way through oh my god it's, talk about a movie that does not hold up right literally nothing happens oh Bill Murray and Chevy Chase uh, improvised that whole scene with the thing oh is that why literally nothing happens in that scene except two guys <laughs> looking delighted with themselves it's like when we were doing our 20 questions about who, who you ought to know was about <laughs> yeah fuck Come on. Um, uh, Chanel, to steal, what do you get for free with a hat like that? 
Uh, I would say you get, you probably get a slap on the back. Oh, unfortunately, the answer is a bowl of soup. No, what? The I don't know. Oh, yeah. Just, You're right. Rodney Dangerfield that That's kind of a famous line, I think. The 80s it is when is. comedy was getting its footing. We didn't know. Yeah. No. We didn't know. You just put Rodney Dangerfield in something, you give him a bunch of blow and let him riff. Given and that was enough. Two to Do you think three Rodney Dangerfield did cocaine? According to the book about Caddyshack, yes. Yeah. He wow. brought it to his audition. He had it on him at all times. Whoa, really? That's interesting. Oh. Tons of huh. people. I mean, you know, it was 1979, 1980, I think. It can I be assumed. So, yeah. Literally everyone was doing cocaine. We didn't know any better. They didn't know any better. Uh, okay, number eight, finally, is for Chanel. This is a multiple choice question. Who, uh, which of the following musicians did not appear in the original Blues Brothers, but did appear... In the sequel, A. Ray Charles, B. Shaka Khan, C. B.B. King, D. James Brown. Oh, man. Uh, I want to say B.B. King. That sounds like a logical choice to me. And I don't like uh, guessing too much. So, My friend, <laughs> you are absolutely correct. Ah. It was B.B. King, who did not appear in Blues Brothers, but did come back. Well, he showed it for the first time uh, in the sequel. And for a million points, Chanel, what was the name of the Blues Brothers sequel that came out in the year 2000? And, and this, is, this is for the game. This is for top to bottom structural change in yes. American government. <laughs> It all rests on whether you know the answer to this question, Chanel. No, the this sequel is, to Blues Brothers that came out in 2000. Society changes forever yeah. if you know the name of the Blues this Brothers. This is a sequel. solid system for, you know, change in our society. So obviously it's, no, it's, gonna it's work no worse than what we got. I'm going to say it's called. <laughs> I really have no idea. Uh, back to the Blues. Came out. Yeah. So much better. Yeah. So much better than what they crapped out in the year 2000. Oh, no. Uh, it was just called Blues Brothers 2000. It was just called Blues Brothers 2000. Blues so Brothers amazing. 2000. It had the numbers in it. Yeah. Yes. Isn't that amazing? It came out that in the year 2000. Sad. Stupid. <laughs> Fucking stupid. I'm happy I it's know not that your answer. Fault. Let's get back to working on racism <laughs> i can't Chanel, i can't solve it behind today. you 100 well let's let's fi- let's find out our final scores and see <laughs> see if anything's going to change in america <laughs> christian's working on it right now the bureau <laughs> on the sundance channel seven day trial has 10 points top to bottom structural change in american government and policing has 11 we did it oh my goodness we did it wow shit who do we tell first i don't even know but david i think you gotta delete your twitter i think because this is it my friend there's no more doom scrolling about the impossibility of police reform we did it (laughs) gonna get a gonna get a push alert from the new york times that says in stunning turn of events yeah Podcast game show winner leads to complete revolution in policing affairs. Oh, we fucking did it. God, it feels good. It feels good. Good job, Dave. 
Good job, everyone. Well hosted. Thank you. Thank you so much. Team effort. Now, before we go, um, let's all plug what we got going on in our lives and careers, and then to write the karmic balance, plug something else that someone else did. We will start with our winner and savior, Chanel Ali. Oh, man. Thank you guys so much. You can follow me on Instagram at Chanel Ali. That's Chanel like the perfume. Ali like Muhammad. My debut comedy album, Chanel number one, is available everywhere, even Napster. Can you believe it? It's real. <laughs> Get it. Also, I'm on Audible today. A brand new series just came out called uh, Apocalypse Untreated. I voiced the main character. She's biracial. Who could have saw it coming? Go listen to it. I have a sex scene. <laughs> yes. Uh, and I and something someone else did. Oh, man. Um, there's incredible comedy. It can't all be about you, Chanel. Incredible comedy shows happening in New York right now. Please uh, just Google the tiny cupboard. It's an incredible venue in Brooklyn on a rooftop overlooks the city. They're doing comedy outside. It's safe. Go support them. Oh, wow. Dig that it. Cool. Thank you. David Reese. Uh, my podcast is Election Profit Makers, which I host with my friends John Kimball and Starley Kine. We bet our own money on political outcomes. <laughs> and... Um, I think for Is my that why you can't uh, afford the Sundance Channel yeah. for real? <laughs> exactly. Okay. We're still recovering from 2016 when we all took a huge Oof. bath. Um, I'm going to recommend uh, a Nardwar interview. Circling back to uh, Canada's finest. Go watch Nardwar's interview with the rapper Big Crit. It always puts me in a good mood when I'm feeling down. And that's a great now, How do interview. we spell that? Uh, Nardwar is N A R D W U A R, and Big Crit is K R I T. Sure. Okay. It's one of my favorite right away. interviews for lifting your spirits. I'm going to do that today. Um, and you know what? I'm going to get in the, on the fun as well. My name is Dave Holmes. Um, my uh, my book, Party of One, is available where books are sold. And I am reading a book right now that I want the world to know about called Shuggy Bane. Uh, that is really beautiful. It's set in um, in Scotland in the 80s and 90s, and it's just really heartbreaking and uh, and beautiful. I think it's Douglas Wilson, or that might just be a guy I know. But the book is called Shuggy Bane, and it is worth reading if you want to do a book club. Um, you guys, we did it. Uh, Chanel Ali, David Reese, thank you for playing Troubled Waters. You there with the headphones, thank you for listening, and you're welcome. You live in a new world now. We'll see you next time on Troubled Waters. <laughs> You've been listening to Troubled Waters with me, Dave Holmes, playing were Chanel Ali. Make a sound. Hey. Hey. And David Reese. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Uh, our theme music is USA versus White Noise by Lady Tron. Thank you to them for letting us use it. The script was written by Riley Silverman and John Luke Roberts. Our producers are Laura Swisher and Christian Duenas. <laughs> Woo. And we would go down on you in a theater. Uh, we'll see you next time. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.